Okay, boy, it's just hard to teach after some of the exciting gifts that we have given away, but we're going to give it a shot. And this is what we're going to talk about today. It's called bringing back civility, bringing back civility. How many of you think that we've got a little bit of a civility problem in our nation at this time? Whoa, got to raise the hands on there. Yes. Uh, those who are not here today did not think we did uh, have a civility problem, but we kind of feel like we do. There's a book that's been written by Christine Pora called Mastering Civility, a Manifesto for the Workplace. And there was a quote uh, at the at the front of your sheet that says, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. People will never forget with how you made them feel. And you think about that. There are people that you've met in your life that you've crossed paths with, and they may have told you things, shared different things, and you may not remember all the words they said. In fact, you may not remember any of the words, but you will remember how they made you feel. And so we want to talk about civility and incivility. And let's give you a definition, first of all, civility. Civility are positive gestures of respect, dignity, courtesy, and kindness that lift people up. Positive gestures of respect, dignity, courtesy, and kindness that lift people up. Now, part of the key uh, of that definition is the last few words, that lift people up. So it's more than just not being in civil, it is to purposely have some civility, purposely show some respect and show some kindness and show some courtesy so that you lift people up. That's what civility is. Now, incivility is behavior that others perceive as rude or disrespectful, and it holds people down. Behavior that others perceive as rude or disrespectful, and it holds people down. There was a survey called the Civility in America in 2016, and 95% of the respondents believe we have a civility problem in America. And you are part of that. You all raised your hands. You're part of it. 74%, that's three out of four, believe it is worse now than it was a few years ago. And 70% believe that incivility has reached crisis proportions. So what that means is seven out of ten Americans believe that incivility has reached crisis proportions in our nation. So let's just talk about it and uh, see if we can uh, help all of us be a little bit more civil and bring civility back. Uh, if you look on the back of your, you flip over your uh, handout, we've got the causes of incivility. Here are the causes of incivility. Number one, globalization. Globalization. Now, what I mean by that is the world has come to us, and what we realize is that different cultures look at different things as what is polite and what is not polite. One of the illustrations that she gives in the book is that if you go to Japan and you're standing on the platform uh, of a subway, the people in Japan will step off to the side and wait until everyone gets off the, um, the subway, and once everyone gets off the subway, then they move towards the center of the subway. However, if you go to China, it says that as soon as the subway stops, all the people just rush to get in there. <laughs> they don't step offside. They just rush in there and push an elbow, and everybody tries to squeeze to get in there. But they don't think that's impolite. That's just culture. I discovered this first time I ever flew to Israel, and we were in New York City. And they say, line up for your flight. I'm used to lining up to where everybody gets one behind the other, but not those of the Middle Eastern culture. They just all swarm towards, the, uh, towards that little opening and just try to jostle themselves to get in. 
they're accustomed to it. And so sometimes with the globalization, we've got one culture that does one thing that this doesn't seem to be polite, where another one does something else, and it says, well, this is how we interpret that. So that makes it a little difficult. Number two is this, generational differences. Generational differences. There was a professor at San Diego State uh, University. She conducted research, and she revealed that students today are 30% more narcissistic than the average students were 25 years ago. Okay? Now, there are no, not very many young students here today, so we can throw down on them. Uh, but uh, I'm just saying, that's what her research was showing. And as we go further on, we may get some of the causes of this, but it's a generational thing. And a part of that is what we would say maybe the way we were brought up to say this is what is polite in a younger generation they see things differently on there number three is workplace pressures workplace pressures there was a study of 20,000 white-collar employees across companies and industries more than half of them felt stressed and overloaded okay now think about that half felt stressed and overloaded so in a separate survey she asked directly to these respondents why they behaved uncivilly. Didn't know uncivilly was a word, but it is. <laughs> and they said, why do you uh, act uncivilly? More than half claimed it was because they were overloaded. I'm so stressful at work, I just act that way. And 40% said they had no time to be nice. <laughs> are you serious <laughs> hey, I, just, I don't have time i don't have time to be nice <laughs> get over that uh so 40 percent. i just got no time to be nice so what's happening is workplace pressures as you feel stress you get overloaded you're usually not at your best and so you're just rude to people you're disrespectful you you're just moving on and so this adds to the incivility number four is technology technology we spend so much time on computers that we often lose sight of how to connect with people face-to-face. -face. And we forget that these people are human beings with needs and feelings. And so technology has uh, really uh, taken us out of the understanding of how people think and feel. And uh, we don't do as much face-to-face -face, uh, contact or even conflict. We just email or text or, or go on a blog or uh, comment on something. And we're not even thinking what we're saying. And we don't realize that we're hurting people's feelings. And it's funny because it's probably a lot of the hateful things that come out on emails and things that are rude and disrespectful. If we were sitting across the table from someone, we probably wouldn't say these things. But it's just easier to just be able to type it up and then send it off on there. And so because of technology, there's incivility. And the last is this. We're more focused on ourselves and less on others. More focused on ourselves and less on others. Incivility usually arises not from malice but from ignorance. It's not because we're just trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful uh, because uh, I'm mean. I'm just, it's just out of ignorance. I'm just not even thinking about it. And so what are some examples of incivility? This, I just took these things. Uh, she uh, had a lot of things in the book. I just grabbed some of them. I, we're just going to run them through this list, and then you get convicted where you need to be. Uh, interrupting someone when they're talking. Interrupting someone when they're talking. Hey, don't you enjoy watching uh, like Fox News or CNN when they have two different people on there and they're trying to interview them and they're on different sides of the issue? How orderly those conversations are and how one will talk and when they finish then the other one will talk and you hear what they have to say. Is that like completely wrong? 
And what they do, they'll spend a minute and a half, and they'll be talking over each other, talking over each other, talking over each other, talking over each other. And then the host says, hey, thank you so much for being here. It's been very enlightening. Now we're going to move to another story, all right? Interrupting someone talking. Listen, if, I'm, if I am 18 years old and I've, I've been growing up in, in this whole society, I would think that's how you're supposed to do conversations because that's all I've seen modeled for me is, is that people just talk over each other and interrupt each other. Talk down to others. Number three, shut someone out of a team. So you got this team group and you're just shutting them out, not giving them information they need. Show little interest in others' opinions. Isn't that great? When you're trying to share what your opinion is, someone looks away and says, I don't have any interest in that. You just don't pay attention. Don't pay attention. You behave disrespectfully when disagreeing with others. There's no problem to disagree with others. It's when you do it in, in such a way that you behave disrespectfully. Uh, you withhold information. You neglect to say thank you. You take too much credit and you throw off too much blame. You retreat into your electronic gadgets. You email or text during meetings. Do we need to stop right there? Circle that one. That's going to be a whole different talk. And I know we're going to probably even share some with even our staff on, on talking about some of these things. Because, I mean, this is just common. Uh, every time you, just tell me, is this true? Every time you come into a meeting, does everybody open up their computers or take their phones out? And they've got them. And, because there's something, you know, it could be an urgent weather uh, alert. And I've got to have my phone ready uh, on there. Yeah. Uh, email, text during meetings. And this, rude emails and face-to-face -face rudeness. Just things that we sent. Now, out of those, these are examples of incivility. And they can start out small, and they just grow up, and they get bigger and bigger on there. So what are the effects of incivility? How does it affect us? You say, Danny, what's so bad about that? If we just want to be rude and disrespectful. Let me give you three. Number one, poor performance at work and high turnover. These are studies that have, uh, she quotes multiple studies over here, but uh, incivility results in poor performance at work and then high turnover. When there's incivility at work, it means that either your boss is rude to you or other people are being rude or disrespectful to you. And when that happens, it affects you. Now, when somebody says something mean to you or is disrespectful or is rude to you, does that ever hurt your feelings? Just be honest with me. And when that hurts your feelings, do you just wash it away and just keep on moving or does it linger for a while? See, me, it lingers and it stays there. And if it stays there an hour, two hours, three hours, I've just lost a half a day of work. Uh, over that. And if it's something that's constant, where I'm constantly getting beaten down, then my performance goes down. And then after a while, I'm leaving. I got to go find another, another job. And so if I don't, I'm not able to concentrate, uh, it lessens my creativity, it preoccupies my time, and my performance suffers, and the company loses money because of that. Number two, it's damaging to your health. It's damaging to your health. Uh, incivility causes stress. Stress costs the U.S. economy $500 billion a year. They say that 60 to 80% of workplace accidents occur because of stress, and 80% of doctor's visits are caused because of stress. And where does stress come from? Incivility in the workplace of things that we do. And number three is this. It spreads like a virus. It spreads like a virus. There are tones that are set in businesses and organizations uh, by how you treat others. And if you treat others rudely and disrespectful, then it spreads like a virus because other people in the organization begin to treat people that way. And then the other thing about the virus is that when I'm treated rudely after a while, I take that and sometimes I'll find myself going home. And then when I go home, I may take that same rudeness or disrespect and do it to my spouse or do it to my kids. And then all of a sudden it's spreading there, and it's just like a virus 
that spreads. And in our country, this is what we're seeing. It's just spreading like crazy. And this, this incivility, this rudeness, this disrespect on there, it just keeps keep spreading. So that's the effects of it. So if that's all the bad stuff about incivility, and I think that we can all agree that being rude, disrespectful, all of that, it's not helping anyone, then what would be the positives of having civility? Well, here are the benefits of civility. The benefits of civility, number one, is good work relationships. Good work relationships. Now, I want to, uh, there was a study that was done by 10,000 people. It had 10,000 work relationships, and they asked them, how did you choose your colleagues for collaboration? So who do you want to work with on this project? And the question is, there were two questions. Do I enjoy working with him or her, and does this person know what he or she is doing? Do I enjoy working with this person? And does this person know what they're doing? When people chose who, what colleagues they would work with, overwhelmingly they chose the people that they enjoyed working with. And they not, may not be the sharpest tool in the toolkit, but that's who they wanted to work with because they want to be with people that they would enjoy working with. Now the person over here may have more talent, skills, and all that knowledge but that's not really the one that they chose first on there. And so when there's civility um, in there, it helps your relationships and keeps you working together. Uh, Michael shared, a uh, Adler, our, our worship pastor, shared just a great illustration about uh, this past about a week or so when you all went to Samford. Uh, and uh, they asked our worship team to come to Samford University and sit before a class of students and, and just begin to talk to them about what is it like to do worship ministry in a church. And so he had, he had a, uh, his whole team there, I guess, everything from musicians to sound to graphic design to all of them, and gave them about three or four minutes to just to share about what they did and how it all tied together. And so each person went and they shared exactly what they did and they carried them through kind of like a week or a Sunday and what we do. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but I believe one of the first questions that was asked was the person asked and he said, uh, you guys seem to have so much unity. How do y'all stay so on the same page? And you know, Michael, I, I love to say, that's when you sit back as a leader and say, I'm loving this. Because everyone notices there's such a unity among you guys and gals. Says, man, how do y'all do that? Well, you, you see, it's good relationships. And when there's civility and when you treat people with respect and there's not that rude behavior and there's kindness and there's honesty and there's generosity, all these things, when that happens, it builds good relationships, which builds unity, okay? So that's one of the benefits. Number two is this. You're more likely to be viewed as a leader, you're more likely to be viewed as a leader. People tend to associate civility with a leader. All the research that they've done, when they begin to talk about what you see in a leader, they always come back to civility. So if you want to be a leader, be civil, okay? Start practicing civility. Number three is this, boost in work performance. A boost in your work performance. Small civility behaviors can give you a performance boost in your work. You say, really? Yeah. When you show civility, then uh, it's going to help you in your work. If you ever have to deal with other customers, 
If you've got a rude, disrespectful attitude, they're going to pick up on it. If you've got a civil attitude, they're going to pick up on that. They want to do business with you. They did a study about doctors in malpractice suits, and they said the doctors who were the rudest and the most disrespectful and all they, they just didn't really care about their patients, they had more malpractice suits filed against them than the warm doctors who cared for their patients. They may have made some mistakes, but the people were less willing to try to sue them because they showed an interest in them. So it will boost performance. So as we get ready to leave, let's give you the fundamentals of civility. There can be many. We're going to give you four, and you can practice all of these and be a different person by the time you walk out. Are you ready? All right. Uh, Number one, please and thank you. How about that? How many of you were told that as a child to say please and thank you? How many of you don't practice that anymore? Thank you so much. Yes, uh, please and thank you. The two behavior traits that drive the impressions we make are warmth and competence, and you connect with warmth first, and then you integrate competence. Look at those there. Please and thank you. Basic. Please do this. Thank you for that. Two behaviors. When we make impressions, it's a person's warmth and their competence. And which one comes first? They connect with warmth first and then competence. Good to remember that. It was worth the price of admission for you to understand worth Warmth comes before competence. If you're trying to establish a relationship with someone in the business uh, and, and to get together on a team, you don't go in firing with all guns saying how smart you are and how competent you are like that. You want to first come in with the warmth, okay? Be just a good person. Show civility. And then as that warmth comes in, then all of a sudden you can begin to share your competence on there. And a part of that comes is just please and thank you. I gave a great illustration in the book about the uh, dream team that played in the Olympics, the basketball dream team. And uh, with, that, uh, with that dream team, uh, the, uh, you know, they had Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, all the people, but the main headliner was Michael Jordan. And so uh, as the dream team had come together, uh, Coach K from Duke was one of the coaches there. And he coached at Duke. Michael Jordan played at North Carolina. In case y'all don't know, those are huge, huge rivals. And Coach K talks about this, and he says, uh, after the very first practice, Michael Jordan walked over to Coach K, who was drinking a soda, and Coach K figured that Jordan was going to chide him for his Duke affiliation. He was shocked when Jordan said, Coach, I'd like to work on some individual moves for about a half hour. Would you please work with me? And Coach K reported that they worked together, and at the end, Jordan warmly thanked him. Now, Coach K, in his own words, said this, Of all the things that I learned on that trip, that meeting was the most important. I still get chills thinking about it. Those kinds of events are force multipliers for any team. Jordan could have been the biggest prima donna in the world, but he wasn't. He understood that on that team, there wasn't any totem pole, that everybody was important. He could have called out, hey, Mike, get over here, and I would have run over there, and I would have felt like an idiot. (laughs) But I would have done that job, and I would have lost respect for myself. But he didn't want that, so he said, coach, and then he said, please, and at the end, he said, thank you. How good is that? I think it was masterful on his part. It's a powerful thing when a person who's in Jordan's position does things like that to create an environment that's conducive to success. I don't know if he knew he was doing that, but he did it, and I respect him forever for it, and it had a big impact on my coaching back at Duke. Please and thank you, number one. Number two, 
Smile more. Smile more. Okay, this is your goal. Smile more. So why do you smile more? Do you know how many times uh, they said in research how many times a kid smiles in a day? Anybody guess? 400 times. Kids smile 400 times. So my kids don't. That's your problem. Uh, but uh, hey, you got to be more fun. Come on, you got to be more fun. They say kids smile 400 times. Okay, 400 times a day. Then they looked at adults. And adults, only 30% of adults smile more than 20 times a day. So when you're a kid, you smile 400 times, okay? Now, 70% don't even smile 20%, okay? Uh, Only 30% of adults smile more than 20 times a day. 14% of the people do not crack a smile more than five times a day. Now, for some of you sitting here at Power Lunch so far, you've just met your quota. Uh, you, have, you have smiled at least five times, and praise the Lord, my job is complete. So you need to just smile a little bit more. And there's something to smile. Ron Gutman did a, t- a TED Talk in 2011, and believe this, ready for this? He says the act of smiling itself lifts your mood, boosts your immune system, decreases stress, lowers blood pressure, and reduces your risk of heart attack amazing so just walk out from here from power lunch and put a smile on your face and throw away those blood pressure medicines and keep on moving with life okay all right number three is this number three acknowledge others walk slowly through the crowd acknowledge others walk slowly through the crowd now uh acknowledge others is hers walk slowly slowly through the crowd is a john maxwell uh statement that, that i've just embraced walk slowly through the crowd and uh and acknowledge the people there you realize that as, an, as a boss over someone, in a few brief moments, you can either lift a person's day or you can drop them down. And so Oshner's Hospital in Louisiana came up with something called the 10-5 way. Practice the 10-5 way. Todd, where are you over here? Todd, you're right there. Stay right there for just a second. You can stand up right over here. 10-5 way. This is what the 10-5 way is. What the 10-5 way? Whoa, don't go too far, big fella. Uh, 10-5 way is that once you get 10 feet from someone, you need to make eye contact and smile. You got that? 10. 10 feet, you make eye contact and you smile. When you get five feet away from them, you say hello. 10-5 way. So just pretending like this. I'm the boss. You're wa- we're walking over here. I get 10 feet. Eye contact, smile. Hey, Todd. Doing okay? All right. Now, look at that. Todd's a new man today uh, because of what I just did. Is that right? Now, let's just say that we're going the other way, and this is the way most of you do it, and this is the way most of your day is. Let's go. Now, Todd's entire day is destroyed uh, because there was nothing uplifting in all of that. And what we do is we spend most of our day with our heads down in our phones and heads down over here or thinking about something else, and at Oshner Hospital, they said it tremendously helped the relationships just when they kept emphasizing 10-5 way. Look somebody in the eye, smile, and then say hello to them. It's not that difficult. But for some people, it's incredible. Now, there are some organizations, and you may be a part of them, to where if you are over a number of people, I mean, just even to see that boss is, I can't believe I saw the boss. And then for them to speak to them really means a lot to them. Whereas when they come home and they say, hey, I saw the boss. Oh, what did he say? Oh, he didn't even look at me. Oh, that's good. So how do you feel? Oh, I'm about this tall. Oh, good. Glad you had a good day. Yeah, it's great uh, on there. 10-5 way. Just think about it. Think about that. 10 feet away, eye contact, smile. Five feet, say hello. Every staff member that's heard this, you're going to inundate me with this. I understand. <laughs> hey. All right. So we've got 10-5 way. It's a great thing to do. Number four is this. Give more. Give more. 
And that just means that uh, there's gratitude, there's a sharing. You need to share your resources, share recognition, share gratitude, and share feedback, okay? You can just write those down. Share your resources with people. Share the resources that you have. Share recognition. Uh, you know, don't when someone does something good or they said, hey, you did great, well, let's bring my whole team up here and let's share that recognition. You also want to share any feedback, both positive and negative in a nice way, and, and just uh, share gratitude. Share appreciation and thankfulness. And the last thing is this. You need to ask two questions. Every one of us needs to ask two questions when we think about civility. Do you want to lift people up or do you want to hold them down? Do you want to lift people up or to hold them down? You can be as rude and disrespectful as you want to, and all you're doing is just throwing people down. And you could be one that doesn't pay attention when someone's talking. You could be one that when they're giving their opinion, you show just a lot of disinterest. Uh, you can do all those things, and all you're doing is holding them down. Or... You could lift people up. And then you go to the deeper question, and that is, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? And when you walk away from people, what do you want them to remember? Let me tell you two scriptures that are found in, uh, two passages found in the scriptures. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And in Titus 2.7, in writing to a pastor, he says, In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. So write down Philippians 2.3, Titus 2.7. Let's live by those words there. And uh, let's be humble people that are constantly lifting people up, not putting them down. And you say, well, how does our nation get civility back? How do we bring it back? It starts in this room. It starts with you modeling and being an example of what a civil, respectful person is. And when you do that enough, people are going to catch on to it. And then they are going to practice it also. That's the way we do it. Let civility spread like a virus. And let's go into our organizations and, and let's begin to do this, okay? Listen, we hope you have a great day today. We're going to be back in November. Be the first Tuesday. We hope to see you then. Thank you very much.